Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shevska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! We're live on Tuesday, November 9th at noon with news that you can use from YAA and... Yes, if it looks like I'm here with Zach, I'm here with Zach, and and I don't know what the hell's going on behind me. <laughs> so we're probably going to take the green screen down, but before we do, I'll queue up what we're going to be talking about today, Pops. Should you buy or should you lease? That's going to be one of the questions we answer. We're also going to touch on new or used, what makes more sense in today's market. And for really, you've got to be kidding me, we have a pretty, pretty interesting segment that we're going to touch on there. And I also thought maybe we could toss it out there. Rivian, their IPO is set up to come soon. I know I didn't preempt you with that, but we can we can talk about that what, a little what, bit as what well. What else is new? Chopspark is here from Twitch. Wow. Good. All right. Who wants to see what's behind us? Because this thing's like vibrating on our screen. So I'm going to, I'm going to get rid of it. Who do you, who, well, it, it, doesn't it show the Philly background? To no, the I, don't, that are... I don't think it does. It shows that green background. Oh, well, that, that was a mistake. Right. <laughs> I'm not wearing pants. I mean, I'm wearing shorts. He's wearing pants. It's just they're short pants. It's, oh my God. Oh, my God. You know what's behind us? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy is behind us. We're at the Bethesda offices of YAA. Okay, Pops. Let's kick things off today. Should you buy or should you lease? And the correct answer here is yes, you should not do either right now. But if you are in the market, what's your take on that? We haven't talked about it in a little bit. I'm curious what you think. Well, um, I'm guessing that in today's world, it still makes the most sense to lease because in three years, hopefully, whatever the new normal is, we've returned to some sense of normal. Um, so that and and with the fact that cars are actually appreciating and not depreciating, um, residual values should probably be a little higher today than they've been in the past. Um, and so there shouldn't be quite as much depreciation on a lease that you would be paying for as you would have in the past. We have access to um, some stuff here at YA. One of the pieces of information that we have recently is this thing called PVI, the Payment Value Index. It comes from a company called MarketScan in this space, and we had to pay to get access to it. And it's really interesting. I mean, I'm not going to share it on the screen right now, but I'm, I'm looking at it with my dad. We have this currently set to like both, both lease and um, uh, finance deals. And it's like this, actually, you know what? I always say I'm not going to share the screen. I'm going to share. What am I He's going to share the screen. screen. All right, whatever. Let's see what happens. He's a share. I'm a share. So we put it in national market, all vehicle classes, deal type both, 36-month term, 720 credit score, 5% cash. Look at this deal type column. There's not a single deal over here where they're saying, oh, you know what? The deal is a... a the deal's a, on a purchase. They're not saying that. Right now, when it comes to buying or leasing, you shouldn't do either. But if you need to get a car right now... Yes. The Hyundai Ioniq Electric. You can get a, a, a payment down at 240 bucks a month. And this is on a national basis. If if we were to... I don't know. Just can you put it in for um, where we are? I don't know, Bethesda. I don't know if I have a Maryland option here, but let's do Heightstown. We've got some family that lives in Heightstown, yeah, New Jersey. Yeah, Heightstown, New Jersey. There you go. The The average payment in Heightstown, New Jersey on that Hyundai Ionic goes Is, down to 208.79. God knows, I because, think I'm going to Heightstown to get an Ionic. And that's likely because of some regionalized incentives and things like that. Yes. But, you know, even, even the Hyundai Kona 
you know, a 42,000, almost $43,000 car for $269 a month. That's a pretty damn good deal. Obviously, uh, these must be taking advantage of some of the uh, electric vehicle incentives that are out there. But you see, actually, you've got like Toyota, uh, Toyota Tacoma lease here. Yeah. You know, where best payment is all the way down. AKA Taco, from what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Taco. Yeah. You know, um, Taco, it is Taco Tuesday. Civic Type R, Hyundai Tucson, Ford Ranger, Hyundai yeah. Sonata, Buick Enclave. These are all showing up here on the PVI index. That's what this number is over yeah. here. Best payment option. So, you know, it, it is worth mentioning that this isn't our data per se, but like what we're seeing in the industry is like, yeah, there's still lease, better lease options than buy options right now if you have to do it. Yes. And, and you know, we've said it before. If you don't have to buy a car, don't, um, you know, don't buy cars. What, what is our website? Stop buying cars. Stop buying cars. Um, you know, because everything is market driven. And if people are still out there willing to spend the money at these high prices, then the dealers are going to continue to ask these high prices. Um, so if, if you absolutely must get a car, it would make more sense today based on information that we have available to lease some of these cars than it would be to actually purchase and finance these cars. Now, what about the factory order route? I mean, we're still hearing of people getting factory orders at MSRP, or sometimes even there's some Ford deals right now where you can get it under MSRP. What's your take on that as an option here? If you need a car, but you might be able to wait, I don't know, six, eight months for it, because that's 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 my concern with the factory orders. You don't actually know when it's going to come. Well, A, you don't know when it's going to come, and B, if you're looking at a at a lease or a purchase, nobody can tell you what the lease is going to be um, when that vehicle might get here six months from now because they haven't established what their residual values and money factors are going to be at that particular point in time. So there are drawbacks in that sense uh, to when you order a car because you just you, you just don't know what the market's going to be. Um, on, on leasing or financing because, you know, if, if the world goes to hell in a handbasket, you know, interest rates could go up. And the next thing you know, we're looking at uh, at 5 and 6% interest rates instead of, well, 3 and 4. Yeah. Justice here in the chat. Justice, thank you for this. Ford and Jeep can be often, not always, gotten for invoice. That's a really good point. Yes. Uh, Daniel Huckabay here in the chat bought my Jeep Cherokee in November 2020. MSRP 41,000 got it for 31,000. So, yeah, I mean, there are still some. Yeah, uh, that, that's not happening happen. today. But No, no. But I mean, things yes. look a lot different today yes. than they did a year ago. That's for yes. sure. Oh, absolutely. Yes. yes. So let's switch gears really quick and let's talk about new versus used. And also an idea just popped in my head. It's like our daily show, yeah. but we're together. So we should definitely take just one phone call during the next, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. So I just, I'm throwing that out there. We're going to take a phone well, call. Well, that's great, but you don't have my headphones. I've so. got your headphones right here. I can just plug them in. They're oh, right my here. God. They're right here. There you go. Yeah. Right yeah. I, I suppose we can do that if we need it. Sure. I, and actually, here, we'll answer Family Ocean's question yeah. first. I have one lease payment left on my MKC. Our plan is to buy it at this point. I don't think we would have any other options. I think that's pretty spot on. Uh, that is pretty spot on. The only other thing you could do with it is you could try and trade it as opposed to if you were if you wanted to get another vehicle, um, trade it in, instead of just turning it in as a as a lease and turn in because if it, it would have more value as a trade than as just a lease turn in. The issue obviously being you then need to uh, buy or find something else. Yes, yes. Part. But but 
my guess is that the residual value that you're going to have to pay for that vehicle is a good 25 to 30% or more below what its real market value is. Yeah, yeah. So so let's let's touch on this. We haven't talked about it in a while. New or used? If you were in the market right now, Pops, which one would you do, new or used? I would do new because um, new is going to be somewhat closer to reality as far as uh, initial cost. Um, you know, when, when two- to three-year-old vehicles mm -hmm. are selling at auction for greater than what their original MSRP was. Which has been happening. Which has been happening. And, we, and we've and we heard that from any number on of sources. On our stream Saturday night. Yeah, uh, NEMA was NEMA on. from the West Coast, yeah. yeah. And, and so when that's the case, um, the used car price is going to be so outrageously high compared to what its real value should be um, that you're going to get you're going to get hammered when things return to some degree of normalcy, whenever that may be, whether that be a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. But if you ended up financing a pre-owned vehicle for five or six years, um, and then the market suddenly corrects itself three years from now, well, you're going to be the proud possessor of a tremendous amount of negative equity. The hope by leasing is that three years from now, the market will have returned to some sense of normalcy in comparison to what history has, has indicated these markets should be. And you'll be free to start over again. You'll, your obligation will be over. So you're still leasing a new car. If I were getting a car, that's the way I would go. To yeah. me, that just makes the most sense in this type of market. I would rather lease it and be done with it in three years, knowing that I can start fresh with zero rather than having, say, three years left on a car that I truly overpaid for. And now I, I have just gobs of of negative equity that I won't know what to do with, that I can't roll into my next car that never makes sense to roll into any car anyway. Yeah, that's the tricky thing. Another another component with if you were to buy a used car right now is what we're seeing and hearing are the used cars that actually make it to auction and then are getting sold at dealerships rougher and rougher condition. Yep. And so that would be a concern that I would have is making sure that it's like in decent condition and I'm not just picking up a, a you know a clunker essentially. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing to bear in mind here are kind of like those loan to value ratios. They're super out of whack on finance deals right now. Super out of whack. Yes. And 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 I got to believe that auto insurance rates are going to have to go up. If all these I still can't believe that our extended warranty quotes we we run quotes every single well, day. Don't, they don't, haven't gone up. Well, don't say it. I'm surprised. You keep saying it. AUL's going to hear you and they're going to go, well, Zach wants those, those quotes. To I go. think they should be more expensive. Like the, everything's going to be more expensive. Like even if it's just an inflation adjustment, our prices should be higher, but they have not. Yeah. And by the way, when you see your sister reminder that it's time for her to check out auto insurance for her car, for her and her husband. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to being on dad's policy. <laughs> so we got a couple questions here in the chat pops. We've got one here. Whoopsies from Irina Beth over on Twitch. Okay. You know, if you're on Twitch, then you get our itch. Yeah. We'll, 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 yeah. If you're on Twitch, we'll scratch your, your itch. itch. Yeah. Everybody knows that, that. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't good. Yeah. Well, for the spur of the moment. Yeah. What if you buy a new car from a dealer who is not marking up above MSRP? You probably get, 
I'm going to assume that you probably get the ratio of stamp of approval. Yeah, if you, you pull that, that off. Yes. Uh, and, and that would be great, you know. Um, so, yes. But, you know, don't forget, uh, 15, 18 months ago, people weren't paying MSRP for cars. They were paying, paying well below MSRP for cars. So, yes, today, buying a car at MSRP is, is, a, is a win, but it's still a loss in comparison to what history suggests I know, these prices should be. We've got Phil Fox here in the chat saying Boardwalk Honda said there's a $3,000 surcharge on MSRP at this would, time. Would, would that be Boardwalk Honda in the Northfield, New Jersey area? You know him well. We had Dave sell, uh, Dave B sell Chevy on the channel recently. His dealership was adding a thousand to three thousand dollars surcharge on MSRP. Like that is the new normal. But the thing is, it's juxtaposed by increasing base MSRPs. Again, we talked about it yesterday. Yes. Daniel Huckabee here says in the chat, not a fan of Toyota. Well, the pricing on new Toyota Tundras went up twenty yeah. percent. You know, fifty percent on the models, base models, twenty yeah. percent on other model, other trims. Yeah. Um, year over year. Yes. We saw Tesla, they announced another price increase. They're up. The, the Model 3 is now $8,500 more expensive than it was at the end of last year. The Model Y is $9,500 more expensive. The $8,500 on the Model 3 equates to a 23% increase since December of last year. The Model Y, it's a 20% increase in base MSRP. So what we're seeing is if you're not paying dealer markup on or additional dealer markup or surcharges or market adjustments, you're gonna you're probably still gonna take it next year if you're waiting then yeah. because the MSRPs are just gonna be so much higher. But that actually might make a heck of a lot more sense than paying for it with the additional dealer markup now because the resale value, the depreciation curve starts from MSRP. It doesn't start from the original MSRP plus you paid five thousand mm -hmm. dollars in quote unquote market adjustment. Yeah. So three years from now, when you go to sell that used car that you paid five thousand dollars in market adjustment for, no one's really gonna care. But three years from now, if you bought a 2023 model year vehicle that the MSRP was 20% higher than the prior year, the depreciation curve starts higher. Yes. These yeah. are things to factor in as you're going through, Absolutely. through this process. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Um, hey, I was right. It's the Atlantic City area on Boardwalk Honda. Of course it is. I remember I remember when it was Sussman Honda. That was probably, uh, probably a long, long time ago. 1977. 19 wow. <laughs> Um, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull up on the screen the phone number. Let's take at least one phone call while we're here in the office together. I think that'd be quite fun. So I've got that queued up. Let me toss on my headphones so that I can listen. These are going to be yours. Okay. I always love watching you. Yeah, around with struggle that. with this. So if you want to call in, we're, we're just happy to chip chat. Want to answer a question. It's daily news you can use. Yes, please, somebody call in. Also, I probably should have checked the, the volume before we did this, oh, but, why? you know, that's, that's don't, neither. Don't you worry about the volume. I'll just break everyone's ears, including yeah. our own. Yeah. There we go. That'll turn it down. In the meantime, yeah. Perhaps, yeah. let's see here. We've got from Irina, Beth, I placed a payment hold from my local San Diego Lexus for the 2022 NX. I will most likely not have the car until March of 2022. Yeah, wow. that sounds about right. Jeez. That's a long time to have to wait. If you're placing an order like that, though, it's yeah. super important that you're getting the signed buyer's order. Absolutely. Because the we price is not the price the until you, you actually sign that. Yep. Yeah. And then we've got here from uh, uh, MPGXSVCD. They are going to mark up the interest money factor if you lease it. That will make things worse financing. Well, make, that, make it worse than financing. Well, I, I, I suppose you can do your best to negotiate the money factors. Yeah. Okay, dealers are free to mark up money factors, um, and just like on a finance deal, you have to you have to walk in and say, 
by the way, what's the what's the buy rate for the money factor? How much over buy rate are you are you trying to charge me? We've got a phone call, Pops. We got it. Hey, you're on with YAA. What's your name? Where are you from? And what can we do to help? Daniel Huckabee, and I'm from Gaylord, Michigan. Hey. And, um, how are you guys doing? Doing well, Daniel. Yeah, see you in the chat here. So, uh, yeah, thanks for calling in. What are you seeing in the market in your area? Um, just lack of stock, really. Um, but my question was, um, have you guys heard more about the magnesium shortage? I know in the chat yesterday... Um, somebody said the production had ramped up because I work, you know, for a supplier for the big three. So, yeah. So, um, I was looking at the, there was a recent article yesterday from Reuters and we got to update it back on the YAA website. Uh, but the headline was automakers say magnesium shortage, not a problem for now. So who knows if that's positioning or if that's just, you know, uh, can, the truth. can, can I remind the world that, uh, manufacturers said at the beginning of the year the chip shortage wasn't an issue either. So what's interesting, though, about the magnesium shortage is it's caused by essentially government-mandated uh, government um, uh, power controls in China. Like yes. That's essentially what's going on. It's like they, they don't have enough coal to power the country, so they're putting you know lockdowns in place, essentially, so you can't use as much power. And 85% of the world's magnesium comes from China. But, but automakers are saying it's not an issue for now. Yeah. For, what does that mean? For today until two o'clock? Or does that mean, you know, for now uh, through the end of this year, but not next year? The issue with the magnesium shortage, if it does manifest itself into something that's pretty ugly, is that magnesium is then input for a lot of aluminum products. And magnesium products are used just on their own right within cars and within vehicles. So it will be uh, pretty interesting to see what happens. Yeah, my, my suspicion, Daniel, is that uh, even though everything might be okay for now, um, for the future, it won't be. It'll just be another supply chain issue that we have uh, that 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 we have grown accustomed to. Right. Okay. Right. Well, thank you, guys. No, thank you, Daniel. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Not a problem. Have a good day, guys. Yeah. Bye, bye. See, I like that. Then I like that. That's it's a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. And we're taking phone calls. That's like a reminder that. Uh, what are you telling me? I got to move? <laughs> good. David Andrews says, I'm going to stop taking my magnesium vitamins. I think that's a good idea. And yeah. space mentioned. I would, take, I would take all those magnesium vitamins yeah, and take them to your local aluminum recycling plant. Safe. It could be lucrative. Yeah. It could be highly lucrative. Yeah. Space is saying that um, market values for magnesium have decreased 50% in the last few weeks. China ramped up production. So. We might not have the magnesium shortage, at least um, in as big of an effect as the chip shortage has. We been. shall see. And also on the chip shortage front, we talked yeah. about yesterday. Yeah. Seems like a bit of a yeah, potentially. It seems, to, it seems to be mitigating slightly. Yeah, which yes. is a great thing. Yes, absolutely. All right, we had a couple other questions in the chat, Pop, so let's answer them, and, and that'll just be helpful here. Um, okay. And then we'll, we'll wrap up with, uh, really, you got to be kidding me. This is from George Mayer Browns in Sterling, yeah. Virginia. Tried to mark up a Cherokee on my sister by $6,000. She learned to read the dealer invoice and ask for it. Also advised she would sue for false advertising since listed at MSRP. So this is interesting. What are, what are your take on this? Most dealerships are adding these types of, um, you know, additional dealer markups, but they are still advertising like really aggressive prices. Mm -hmm. That's honestly just kind of how this industry works. Like, it is. It has. Um, this has been going on uh, for as long as I can remember in the automobile industry. Yeah. Um, occasionally, um, 
there's a, there's a state that will slap the wrists of a dealer for having participated in the in these type of uh, mis uh, mislabeled advertising. The, um, the um, what was it? The CPD or which group? There was uh, some government group that put out a huge report on like how confusing it is for consumers to navigate, you know, the auto finance. And Consumer Reports recently had a whole article on this it, too. It's it's the the problem is, if I may be so bold is that nobody's ever held accountable it's it's not like it's not like the state the people that make up state legislatures don't buy cars okay yeah. they do they know what goes on it's not like our federal legislature slaters don't know what goes on because they buy cars everybody knows but nobody is ever willing to do anything about it and and that is like so much of what goes on in this country that we know there's things that should be addressed, but they never get addressed because nobody's ever willing to like stand up and say, it's, it's really time to address this. It's, it is bait and switch. It is wrong. It is fraudulent advertising. Um, and, and yet uh, state departments of consumer affairs and state attorney generals, they allow this to go on and it never really gets addressed. And honestly, the false advertising is probably like the least of the issues right now in the state of Texas. We've talked about it quite a bit. We've really should have done really, you gotta be kidding me for this yeah. state of Texas. We've got dealerships that are refusing to sell you vehicles unless you finance through them. Yes. Then we they won't recently, take your cash. Yeah. They won't take sign a check. Won't take it. Yeah. Then recently, we got from uh, a dealership in Idaho, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Edmark Toyota. The what was it? The the return. I don't know. It was essentially the customer had to finance through the dealership yes. at five point nine percent, and if they refinanced or paid off the loan within Be six months, before six months, yeah, then they were gonna then they were gonna come after the customer for two thousand dollars because the dealership gets a chargeback. Yes, and and I you know. These are things you had never seen or heard of. You've heard of and seen the false advertising. Go to cargurus.com. The whole freaking thing is full of false advertising. That's that's go, like, go to most like, dealers' websites and their new car pricing is 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 false. I don't want to say it's okay because it's not. It's not okay. But like, like it's not that bad compared to some of these things we've no, seen. It is that bad. Yeah, it, you bad. know, if if you're willing to say, oh well, we know what's going on and we know it's not right. We know we know these aren't the real prices. That doesn't mean it's okay. That means we've just grown accustomed to it and we're willing to accept it. And we should not be willing to accept it. Consumers should not be willing to accept it. Uh, state legislators should not be willing to accept it. Federal legislators should not be willing to accept it. Attorneys general should not be willing to accept it. Just because we've accepted it doesn't make it right, doesn't make it acceptable. And we're, in a, we're in a shared co-working space. I, I'm together. sorry. And I, well, it just, it's one of those things that frost my cookies because everybody knows it's going on and nobody is willing to do a damn thing about it. Justice in the chat saying many dealers are saying no deal without a trade now yeah. too. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not surprised either because there's such a shortage of used cars. But again, you should be able to just buy a car. You would think. Hard stop. Yes. All right, we got a couple questions in the chat here, Pops. Let's okay. let's answer a few of these. We've got from Goldie Automation. Found a 4Runner TRD Pro at a dealer a few months ago with a $15,000 markup. It's still sitting there. Would it be worth trying to talk them down to MSRP? They advertise it for MSRP until you reach out. Of course it would be. It would be worth trying to talk to them 
about that, about taking MSRP. Uh, my suspicion is they won't. Um, you know, that they'll just wait till it's the last damn one out there and somebody's going to pay the price. You know, I you used, worked for an owner. I used that. to work for an owner who was convinced, especially on his pre-owned cars, he was never lower in the prices and, and that eventually he'd have the only one in America. And if somebody wanted it, they were going to have to pay him for it. And, you know, that that's not necessarily the way I would want to do business. But when it was his bat and his ball, well, that was the way I had to play the game. Um, That's a good line. Well, it is his bet and his, but well, it's not anymore. He sold all his dealers. <laughs> but but the point is that that you you can it anytime there's an addendum, it's negotiable. Doesn't mean they will negotiate it. Yeah. But it is negotiable because all they're doing is asking. We're asking for fifteen thousand dollars more. Doesn't mean you have to give it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Conscious awakening here in the chat. Will I get more trade in value trading in my 2002 Lexus ES300 at a Lexus or maybe even a Toyota dealer over a non-Lexus dealer? This is a really interesting question. Yeah, it, it, it depends on the condition of the car. But in general, I guess the question, Dad, is does taking a brand vehicle back to that brand's dealership it give you should. a better chance at getting a higher trade in value? It, it should because they their salespeople should have have customers lined up for those type of vehicles where somebody says, geez, if you come across an older one with the truly in good condition, please call me. I would be interested in that. So you would think, yes, it should if you take it back to the brand that it is. Which in most most regions, you should have a few of those so you can shop it against yes. those. Also, as always, Carvana quotes, Black Book quotes, like go through the whole, we talk about all the time, Google search uh, trade-in tactics for success, YAA, our, our article should pop right up. Michael Smith with an interesting question here pops. When does it make financial sense to trade or sell a 2016 for my original purchase price? Let that sink in for a moment. Yeah. And buy new at today's higher prices. It, it would make sense now because the fact that you're getting so much more for your vehicle today mitigates the fact that you have to pay so much more for the new vehicle that they're asking today. So one counteracts the other. I actually really see an opportunity to sell at the 2016 selling price today, now that it's used, obviously, yeah. and buy the next model year. Do, not like a current new, um, like place an order for like a next model year that's at the higher MSRP, because you're, again, resetting kind of where on the depreciation curve you are, versus like a 2022 sitting on a dealer's lot right now with a $5,000 additional dealer markup. Don't do that. I think what I'm saying is, what I'm trying to communicate but, but, is, but you might be able to. It still might make sense to do that if you're getting four or five thousand dollars more for your car than it would have my, normally have been worth. My point being, you're, you're still like, ending up paying MSRP. Okay, yeah, yeah. So long as you end up paying MSRP, yeah. you're essentially swapping out of a 2016 to buy a car again. Like that makes yes. sense to me. Yes. This is crazy. Yes, it is. Okay, we've got from Irina Beth here. Again, you're on Twitch. We'll scratch. Eh, I don't like Yeah, that. we'll scratch your I don't itch. like that. that really when is. you mentioned leasing, was the better option for a new vehicle? And then in three to four years, your move on to the next. Do you predict by three to four years, time car prices may regulate? And I want to like reiterate that last piece. Will cars depreciate again in three to four years? I would think they will. Yeah. Now, is there a guarantee that they will? No. I mean, you know, is anybody really good at predicting the future? Mm, only to a certain degree. Yeah. And usually we rely on looking back at history yeah. to try and predict what the future will be. And historically speaking, up until the last 12 to 15 months, 
cars have been a depreciating asset and you would and you would think that they will continue to do that in the future um but if you lease a car now for three years you're you're at least giving yourselves three years time for that to happen yeah so and 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 the bet would be that it will happen within three years and so that you should find yourself in a better position because you did that as opposed to somebody who might have purchased the car and still has three years left to pay on it and is and and that loan was based on paying way too much yeah. for the vehicle that has now been recalibrated to what history would suggest it should be worth. Jesse has a question. How much is the difference in dollars on a vehicle now from last year? Jesse, we just put out a video yesterday talking about Toyota's MSRP price increases. And back on the YAA website, we actually have um, a heck of a lot of research on this. If you just go to the website and then click on guides, um, we've got a bunch of research on that. And Pops, Jesse says, I love their cool relationship. Well, you know. Give me a hug. Give well, me a hug. That's only because one of us is cool. And I'm hoping he gets to be that way someday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Irina Beth says, you gentlemen have been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for being here, Irina. If you can share us on Twitch, I don't know how that works. My dad doesn't know how yeah. that works. We're up to 55 Twitcher, Twitch. We're up to 55 Twitches. Twitchies? Twitchies. Yeah. Um, so if you can share us on Twitch, I don't know how that works again. Yeah. I'm very confused. Um, let's keep answering the chat. We're, at, we're, we're answering a lot of questions here. Let's keep going through it. We've got another Twitch, Twitch yeah. thing. Um, from Brain Twitchy. Basher. Yeah. If the EV incentive plan goes through completely at the federal level, then in 2023, the incentive will be knocked off the price at the dealer. Do you think dealers will then raise their prices? Well, right now, they're they're thinking of making it a, a taxable refund, not a tax credit. So uh, if it's a refund, then I don't know that it comes off the selling price. It comes off of your taxes that you would that would be due uh, when you file. So that's different than taking it off the selling price. Can so you, it's going to depend on the legislation. Can you vamp for a second? What? Just you're doing a good job. Just keep yeah. going. Okay. Well, I need something to talk about. Give me something to talk about. Um, what are you looking up? Are we on, we're not on like Reddit or anything. No, 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 no. Thank no, no. God for um, that. There was a really good article. Let me see if I can find it. You're doing good, Dad. Keep yeah, going. no, I'm, um, I'm doing really good. You're doing great. Yeah. What are you going to have for lunch? Um, I, I already ate my lunch. I had half a bagel, ladies and gentlemen. Compliments of the Hyatt here in Bethesda, Maryland. Okay, here we go. I found it. Yeah. So I wanted to pull this up because as you were mentioning, um, essentially what you were just saying here is that we've got the EV tax credits coming. And because of the EV tax credits, yeah. we're going to see potentially more people in the market. Yes. Yes. Um, Bridgewater which is Ray Dalio's firm, uh, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. They put out this piece just the other day, and it kind of hits on something that we were talking about with NEMA on Saturday night. Yeah. It's from Bridgewater. Yeah. It's mostly a demand shock, not a supply shock, and it's everywhere. We haven't been talking about this at all here on the channel. We've been talking about the supply, channel, yeah. uh, supply chain and how it's broken. This is a piece from them saying it's not just that. It's actually literally the a demand. demand. Yeah. And what's fascinating here is we're going to be moving into tax refund season, plus uh, yes. infrastructure bill getting passed, plus relief, plus EV tax rates. The demand shock is going to continue next year. I would think. There's no, there's no expect. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, we've got Pops. USATF Jumper, who yeah. I saw. Sorry, we didn't pull it up on your YouTube comic. Went over on Twitch. Yeah. What do we do? If someone's on Twitch, what well, do we do? We, we scratch their itch. 
I have a negative equity of seventeen hundred. <laughs> yeah. I need a bigger car due to family growing. Yeah. Should I pay the equity off with an offer of twenty eight thousand? Can I get a lease deal? So let's talk about negative equity and a lease deal. How do you handle that? Well, you could roll the negative equity into the lease deal because at the end of three years, it's going to be gone. And that way you don't have to take the money out of pocket to do it. You're just doing it on a monthly basis. There you go. We've got from Maryland Winter, can we modify a leased vehicle? Uh, well, you can modify it if it enhances the value of the vehicle, not if it detracts from the value of the vehicle. And who's the, whose judgment call is that? The lease companies. So, <laughs> well, I mean, you could like window tint if you wanted to add window tint. You can because they don't think that necessarily detracts from from a lease vehicle. If you wanted to add a cold air intake or drop it three inches, they they might not care for that so much. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. All right. That's been 30 minutes. Okay. That's a daily show. Yes. Didn't have too much news to share today, but I'm glad that we were able to go through uh, go through the chat. We've got yes. Michael De Demers here. Should I trade my 2018 RAV4 for a new Tacoma? Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Your RAV4 has never been worth as much. Yeah, and 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 your Taco Tuesday will, will never cost you more. <laughs> um, Jason Boyle says, are the least residual values at the end of term factoring in the current market values, i.e., are they inflated like current prices? I don't believe that they are. No, um, not yet, but we are seeing money factors yeah, consider. I, 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 I think if this continues much longer, then we might see that. But, you know, these these residual values are based off of historic values. And, but also these know, leasing but, companies but, don't want to be you know, yeah, losing but, a bunch but, of money. Yeah, but the, the, the reality is, is that, you know, there's a much longer history when things are normal than there is of this 12 to 15 month period of time that we've had yeah. to, to think that, well, this is going to extrapolate out well into the future. I, I don't know that they're, they're ready and willing to accept that yet. One final question here. Um, driver's line. What should I do if the dealer says that they do not use black book for my car's appraisal? Well, you should say maybe you should, um, but you know, not everybody does. You know, you, you, they might they and get probably, some quotes from Carvana yes. and Broom. that'll help build a case for what your vehicle's actually worth. Yes. Get get 30 third party sources that would actually write you a check so that you have a better understanding as to what its current value might be. Okay, a couple of things and we're wrapping. Uh, joinyaa.com slash community. Join the community form. Joinyaa.com. Get a quote for the extended warranty. We're able to offer monthly payments on that now. Our flat markup still. Get a phone call with Miss Kimberly Klein or Candace on the team as yes. well. We're here to help with those. And our listings and inventory search. Coming gonna, soon. Arash was just demoing it to me on his computer. You want to go see? Uh, do I have to? Yes, I do. I mean, yes, I do. <laughs> it's coming soon. It's coming yes, soon. Yes, yes. Thanks, everyone, for being here. We'll be back again tomorrow. And glad to be by your side, Pops. Well, I think we'll do a by your side tomorrow as well. Sounds good to me. Okie dokie. Thanks, handsome. See you guys. Bye-bye, everybody. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.